In this episode of Call to Marriage, I interview Lacey Langford from the Military Money Show, and we talk about budgeting during deployment, how finances can look a little different during a deployment, um, and what she calls the I deserve it factor. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am very excited today because I have Lacey Langford on the show today. And so Lacey, if you want to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are, that would be awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm Lacey Langford. I'm the military money expert. I am a financial coach that specializes in helping the military community with money. So I grew up in the military. I served, I was in the Air Force. My husband was in the Air Force and the Army. My siblings are in the military. So it's it's really family to me. And then I have a financial expertise. I'm an accredited financial counselor and a candidate to be a certified financial planner. And I've kind of meshed those two worlds into you know helping my family with money. I love that. My, my mom was an air force brat. And so my grandfather was in the air force. So I have quite a lot of fondness for, (laughs) obviously we're army, but I do, I do have a a soft spot for air force. Yes. Yes. It's a mix in my family, air force (laughs) army. Uh, So I brought Lacey on the show today because I think military money is, is kind of a little bit different from what, you know, quote unquote, normal everyday corporate America finances. And I think too, with that, since we've been talking so much about deployment, I wanted to sort of steer us into talking about money management and everything during a deployment and what that looks like. And so I would love for you to sort of walk the listeners through in what ways a deployment budget might look different from a normal budget and sort of the finances during a deployment, how they differ. Well, I think there's different phases to a deployment. There's the gear up, you know, and then there's the actual deployment and then there's the coming home. So there's these three phases that impact your finances in different ways. So if you think about the deployment, you are going to be earning most likely a lot more money. So you're going to be probably getting hazardous duty, mm-hmm. separation pay or excuse me, separation allowance, hostile fire, imminent danger maybe hardship. It just depends. And so you have all this extra income that you need to have a plan for, but you also might have some more expenses. So let's say it's a year deployment. That's a long time. You might be moving home if you have small children that aren't Mm -hmm. in school yet. So there might be an additional moving expense there. If your family, you're living with them, you might, they might be charging you rent. You might be renting a, a different place. So there could be different expenses. There's also the possibility that you could be using that year to go to school, nine months, whatever it is. There's also the one thing that people do not prepare for is the increased shipping expenses. Mm -hmm. 
So you're mailing goodie boxes to your service member and that starts to add up, even though you can discount it in some ways. Yeah. Um, but the things you're actually buying to put in the box, but also the shipping of the box, I think is an extra expense. And then you might have an increased expense for childcare. You might, you know, need more help. So you can go to the doctor or if you're working or you just need, you know, a mental health break, yeah. um, whatever the reason is your childcare expenses might be going up, babysitters, things like that. And so it's just really looking at the playing field of that deployment and, and realizing that it is going to be different and there should be a plan for it. Yeah. And I think too, that the, the takeaway is a lot of little things can add up over time. So you may be making more, but at the same time, the level of expenses that you have of that outflow also can, can increase as well. And so I think what myself had to, and my spouse had to walk through. And I think what some of my listeners might want to know about is the types of questions that you and your service member will need to be asking as you prepare your budget. That, how does that conversation look? How do you even adjust, start that conversation? Well, I think in general deployment or not military life or not, you should have some type of financial goals or personal goals that Mm -hmm. might cost money. And knowing what your goals are is really important to planning your deployment phase. So if if you know that, hey, we're going to be getting out of the military after four or five years, that's part of your plan. You might need to be saving money for that transition or preparing for education certificates or whatever it needs to be for the military spouse and the service member. Because when you get out of the military, it's not just the service member making a massive transition. It's also the spouse and the family. So that needs to be in the planning. Mm-hmm. And then just the overall plan is what are we going to do with this extra money? That's a mistake yeah. a lot of people make is going into a deployment excited. Okay, yeah, we're going to make extra money, but they don't have a plan for it. And if you don't, it will disappear so quickly that you won't believe it. And that happens 100%. a lot. I get it all the time. People are like, well, we just did a deployment. We had all this extra money and now it's gone. And it's because there was no plan for it. Yeah. And then also ask what will be the increase, you know, understanding what you're going to get paid for that deployment. Most of the time somebody's gone on it before and you know what you're going to get paid. Um, and, and then think about what's going to decrease, you know, if you're lowering the insurance on your spouse's vehicle, because they're going to be deployed, that's going to be a decrease. If you're pausing their cell phone plan, that's going to be a decrease. If you're, you know, get maybe getting interest rates lowered, if you have a credit card or something through USAA, that's going to be a decrease in spending. And so understanding not only you have this influx of extra cash that you need to have a plan for, whether that's paying down debt, maybe building an emergency fund, building an opportunity fund, making a plan for education or down payment on a car or a home. So you're planning for that influx of cash, but also you need to plan for that decrease of cash, what you're going to do with that extra. And so um, it's a huge opportunity that a lot of people don't make a good plan for. And um, it can, you know, set you ahead if you're smart about it, but it can really drag you back if you, if you don't have a plan for it. But I think in anything, when it comes to money and marriage is communication is key. You both need Mm -hmm. to be on the same page and understand what the overarching goal is. So you can both stick to that plan. 
Yeah, exactly. I think one good thing that my spouse did with us before he left was we kind of sat down and he went through a budget and he said, you know, what do you think you're going to spend for this? What do you think we're going to spend for this? Let's map it out now and get an expectation set so we can map it. Because I think too, you touched on something that I want to go back to really quick is it is very easy when you know you have more money coming in to spend more money than you normally would. Because I think that I have this, or I had this habit of if I knew I was going to get extra money coming in, I would just spend it as like it was already there in the bank. And when you do that, you end up spending more, I think, than you normally would if you didn't think you had more coming in. Yes. It's a security blanket knowing that you have extra money coming in. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, they're living paycheck to paycheck before deployment or maybe have debt. And the extra cash is really how you should be living normally is to have this buffer where you feel comfortable. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit more at Target and it's not going to break us. You know, we're going to spend a little bit more going out to eat this month and it's not going to break us. But yes, you're right. If you aren't mindful of it and you know that there's extra money there, then it can easily start to creep up on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think just like you said, having a communication with your, your spouse, your service member about your finances and your goals as well. I think you said it so, so nicely was that have, you know, have your goals set in mind so that you can kind of map it out for, for you and your family. And remembering too, that not everyone's goals are the same. I think that was the biggest thing for me is thinking that, you know, the way that my parents did budgeting isn't necessarily the way that my family does budgeting and the way that they look at their money is not the way that we as a military family look at our money. And so having our goals and everything planned out that way was really, really helpful. Yes. And that will continue to evolve as, mm -hmm. you know, life changes, you get older, you have new experiences, the way you budget, the way you see money, the, your goals also will evolve. And so it's changing and realizing too, that your peers aren't maybe budgeting the same way you are. So looking you know, into your unit, your family and, and how you guys want to do it is, is what's most important. Mm -hmm. And because some people, for example, I paid a lot more for childcare during deployments because I was working on my education and my career. And that was really important. It may have been a bigger expense then, but it was meant so I could make more money in the future. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my peers didn't understand some of the things that I was doing, but it was a long-term strategy that we had as a couple. And, and sometimes we would pay extra for housing so I could be closer to post that way, you know, a safer, I, I had friends help things like that. And so it really is, again, goes back to your goals, what you as a couple want, and then making the money fall in line. Yeah, 100%. And so I think, too, we sort of, we maybe have skirted around this and touched on this a little bit. So I want to go a little deeper into it. And I think what that is, is what are some of maybe the biggest uh-oh moments? And I know we kind of talked about, you know, you spend money as if you already have it, even if you don't, um, that can occur when dealing with money during a deployment and, and, you know, best setting yourself up for success. I know we talked about having um, a financial plan and communicating with your service member, but what are some of those uh-oh moments and how can you sort of, I think, see them coming and prepare for them? The biggest one, and I see this all the time as a financial coach, is what I have named the I deserve it game. Mm. And it comes every deployment. So a service member is deploying most of the time to a hostile area. It's not great living conditions. Mm -hmm. They're away from family, their support network. It's just 
it's, it's not fun. And so they're making a lot of sacrifices. And so they are thinking, I deserve it when it comes to money. But you also have the military spouse at home, oftentimes, you know, keeping the home fires burning, managing children, managing in-laws, plus their family, sending those care packages, trying to stay upbeat. There's a lot of sacrifices the military spouse is making. So you're both sacrificing, but you're both also starting to do this. Well, I deserve a trip to Disney when they come home. (laughs) I deserve a new car or a new motorcycle when I get home. I deserve mm-hmm. to get that thing that I want. And if both the service member and the spouse are making these separate plans for the things that they believe they deserve that go against what the, again, overarching goal was, it starts to add up. And that's often what I see is the service member comes home and spending goes through the roof because mm-hmm. now you're together. You have your, your partner back to go out to dinner with or to go to the movies with or to go to Disney with. You know, you want your kids to be back with their dad or their mom, whatever it is. You, you're starting to come back together as a family and like get resorted. And so it is understandable there's going to be more spending, mm-hmm. but you have to have a firm grip and not do this. I deserve it game just because we went on a deployment. Doesn't mean that you magically have $7,000 to do a huge Disney trip, like buy plane tickets, stay for a week, all of those things. If you budgeted for it, yes, then you, you can. But if you are budgeting for a Disney trip and then all of a sudden you're throwing in, well, I'm going to also go on a girl's trip now that you're Mm -hmm. back and I'm going to get, you know, a guy's trip with new golf clubs and things like that. It's, it starts to compound and that's where the problems come in. Yeah. I think I am a hundred percent guilty. And I know when my husband hears this, he's going to laugh really hard because I did bring up the Disney trip and saying, but we've, you know, we haven't done a trip together. We should really do one. And we didn't plan for it after the deployment because, you know, we had a trip we booked last year for, for when he comes back. So I, I like the, I deserve it mentality. It reminds me of um, the, the gif where it's like, treat yourself. And it kind of can bite you in the butt a little bit if you're not careful and, and thoughtful about what you're, what you're really treating yourself with. Yes. And just being realistic. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about money. You, you work very hard for your money in general, but in the military, you make a lot of sacrifices for that income as well. And you should do the things that you want. And that, you know, if you tell me you want to spend 10 grand on a fish tank, all right, that's great. If that's what you value and you want to spend your money on, but you have to save the money to be able to buy a $10,000 fish tank. Yeah. Same thing with the deployment. So it's being realistic to say, you know what, we are going to want to like splurge and just connect and go to a vacation and all of these things together. There's nothing wrong with that. You should reconnect. That's a big part of the deployment cycle is getting reacclimated. So just make a plan for it and budget for it is all. Yeah, no, definitely don't deprive yourself, but also don't uh, indulge too much in yourself. Yeah. You can't have a, you can't have a blank check for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So this has been really insightful for me, at least. I think I definitely am guilty sometimes of not being realistic with finances. Um, so I appreciate the, the, the guidance and the advice, and I, I'm sure my listeners will as well. So I want to 
end this interview with a question that I love to ask um, more seasoned spouses because I think the responses and, and just the insight is really interesting to me at least. And that is if you could go back in time to the day that you became a military spouse, um, what is a piece of advice that you would tell younger you? I would say keep your identity. Mm -hmm. Often military spouses quickly lose their identity because you're following your service member, their career. It really goes around whatever that branch of service has going yeah. on. And I think it's really important for you to take control of your future early on. Now, I'm not saying that that's, you know, separate from your spouse or anything like that, but you do need to plan for your future because you won't always be in the spot you're at. So you need to be thinking a long-term strategy to say, okay, when my kids are in school, will I be working? Mm -hmm. Do I want even want to have kids? <laughs> like what's the yeah. plan for that? Um, and then what is my career path and how am I going to earn money and move all the time? What will this look like after the military? And that's a huge mistake military spouses don't think about is you will have a life out of the military after the military. Yeah. And you have to have a plan for that because it is a massive transition for the service member, but also the spouse. You don't think about it. it the service member, their identity will completely change when they leave the military. You're suddenly not in that environment that you were for a long time. It's, it's a different world. And it's the same thing for the military spouse. Some, you know, there's pros and cons to being a military spouse, but some of those pros you're really going to miss. It's those people you can call that understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's really important to understand, you know, working towards what do I want to be after I get out of the military? What do I want to be when my kids are in school? Do I want to be working? Do I want to start my own business? Do I, you know, want to get more education and training? So make a plan for yourself and for your future. And the other thing I would just tack on to the end is to stay in touch with your mm -hmm. fellow military spouses. That's something that as you, you know, your military life evolves and you get out of the military, whether that's separation or retirement, those are going to be people that understand what you're going through. They understand the transitions hard. They understand trying to get a job and translate your skills for a military spouse, but also for the service member. So really think about keeping your identity and planning for your future from the get-go. No, I think, I think that's awesome advice, especially just, I think on this podcast, especially, I always harp that, you know, you're more than a spouse and into that to hold on to your identity is so, so important. And I, I agree having a plan to just so you know, sort of where you're going, it's hard to see the future when you don't know even where you're going. So I love that advice. And so I just want to say thank you again for coming on. I think this conversation was extremely fruitful and helpful. And so I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you, what you got going on, all that good information. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am on LaceyLangford.com. You can find me there. There's also my podcast, The Military Money Show. You can also find me on YouTube, The Military Money Expert. And if anybody listening is interested in, I have a kickstart kit that just a bunch of free resources and a tool that I give people to evaluate their money in the, in the beginning. And that's just at LaceyLangford.com forward slash kickstart kit. And it's um, a tool that you can use. That's awesome. So again, that's LaceyLangford.com. If you guys are interested or the military money show, um, 
on a podcast and her YouTube as well. Um, so thank you again. And for listeners, if you want to reach out to Call to Marriage, if you have questions or if you're starting this journey and you just want to know a how to start, uh, you can email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Call to Marriage. So thank you again so much, Lacey. And I will talk to everyone again so soon. Bye.